2: Hello and welcome to a very special bonus footballistically Arsenal podcast um, celebrating our glorious triumph over Chelsea in the FA Cup final and celebrating almost more than anything the fact that Josh Landy uh, predicted as much predicted that we'd beat Chelsea. He was alone, I think, weren't you in in our um, predictions at the end Uh, of the last
1: podcast? I think I was alone in predicting we would get through the semi-final and then I predicted a 2-1 victory yeah. against Chelsea. And that's why we got to the end of the podcast last week. And I thought usually the last podcast of a season, we thank everyone that's been on during the season. I thought, no, I'm not going to do that. I know we're going to be. Yeah. Chelsea, and we can do that next week. But you you didn't have such faith, boys. You were, you were unsure. No, I was very pessimistic. I'm,
2: it's partly, I'm, I'm generally like that now. When it comes to the big matches, I feel like I do that thing where I predict we're going to lose, and then if we win, I feel like, you know, at least I've got a prediction right if we, if we lose, and then if we win, we win. It's, so you kind of get something out of it that way. But I'm calling you Guru Josh from now on, because your fucking predictions have been on point the last few games. More excitingly, though, than us droning on about it, we've got our uh, favourite guest, Alex Brooker joins us from his glamorous wooden shed in Huddersfield. <laughs> yeah. Hello. The glamour. The
3: glamour of it. I'll be honest with you, I thought we'd get humped in the semi-final as yeah. well. So Bruce. I thought we'd win. Do you know what? I started to think we'd win on on Saturday in the morning, but on Friday, basically because it was a TV BAFTAs. And I was going, basically because yeah. last leg we're nominated, I was like two things will happen either last leg or win, an Arsenal will win and I'll be drunk for about 72 hours all the way through or we'll lose. And then Arsenal will lose. And then last leg lost the taskmaster, which I don't have any qualms with. It's a wonderful show. <laughs> and then I was like, we're definitely getting beat tomorrow. And Tomorrow. I can't even be bothered. Don't know why I'm bothering with it. You know? And, um, actually I woke up in the morning and I was buzzing. I was, I was, I had cup really? final fever.
2: Yeah. I got
3: really yeah. excited. It It wasn't the same as, 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 regular but i still had that excitement uh, exactly. with it yeah
2: yeah yeah some people said i know sorry josh one quick i was just gonna quickly say just to put this to bed early because some people said uh, on social media like the you know the the um the the anti-wenger people who wanted him to go you know weren't that happy with cup Final was under him towards the end you know and we kind of said it wasn't that important but we always loved winning the cup We were at, that's never, that was never an issue. Arsenal fans absolutely love the FA Cup. And we, I went to all those cup finals and they're all brilliant. I still wanted Vane to go at the end of it. But, you know, we still absolutely love the cup finals and we love this one as much as ever.
1: Josh, what are you going to say? No, I just wanted to hear more about Alex's excitement on Saturday morning. What was your routine? I mean, because usually everyone was doing a tweet about. Oh, we used to be nine o'clock in the morning. There'd be cup final fever. I mean, you had the option of BT at four fifteen or BBC at four thirty. What did you do until then? Do you know what? I got the kids. I got the kids out. Put them in their little Arsenal kits. The girls looked adorable.
3: Um, put a bit of the uh, the away boys on. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever if you've ever had the pleasure of seeing your white boys live at the Green Man or something? So the girls <laughs> were dancing around in the kitchen um, to uh, songs featuring Arsenal references. in. <laughs> and um, Do you know what? I just you no. Know, I had a, had a barbecue and stuff like that. And I was out. I was cooking. I was preparing ribs. So I'd never normally go big in. I was doing these beer braised ribs. You have to marinate them overnight and do. Reduced down the liquid, cook them for four hours. So that was really like I was focusing on the ribs to try and calm down my pre-match nerves, and also I just got absolutely bang on it. I, did, I honestly, it was a wonderful day. It was a mm. wonderful day. I think my cup final fever ended uh, approximately four p.m. yesterday when, while hungover, I did a. Um, Coronavirus test for a forthcoming appearance on League of Their Own, and as his protocols and rightly so on television, now you have to do a coronavirus test. And I can tell you what: there is nothing worse when you're hungover than shoving a little oh, stick God, up yeah. your nostrils and yeah. then in the back of your throat. It was it was pretty it was pretty grim. And then after that, I was like, oh yeah, we've won now. That's and positive or negative. Over. Um, oh, by the way, yeah, all, all good. I'm all. It's it. Is it is, it? is I think Donald Trump had this problem when describing it. It's yeah, a you want, you, you want negative? <laughs> you yeah, want? It's, it's a negative, <laughs> which yeah. I take as a
2: positive. Yeah. Very much. George so. Costanza um, in Seinfeld. There's a very funny episode of Seinfeld where he gets that wrong and <laughs> he thinks he's going to die. Yeah.
3: yeah. Um, so I was. Yeah, it was um, very again another good result.
2: Yeah, me. but what uh, did you think? Let's go back there. That. That's that's beautiful. I, I love that whole um, preparation. That, that's excellent. I, I yeah, I watched like football focus. There was loads of build up on um, on BT. There was an FA Cup channel on BBC on iPlay. I watched some of that. Um, but I want to take you to the moment when they scored first, though. What did you think then when they scored that first goal when we were shit for the first 20 minutes? Let's face it. They scored. What was your feeling then?
3: Uh, I was just like this is this is gonna be awful here yeah. because g- you felt we just didn't get out the blocks and rightly went one 0 down and in fact actually just after that they had a couple of um, chances I was in the middle of like cooking I kept turning around to put like the telly outside and I kept like turning around and um, every time I turned around I kept seeing Chelsea with more of the ball and I was just like, Do you know what I'm not gonna let this spoil my day now and it was so weird because gradually we kind of we came back into it. We came yeah. back into it, but there was a kind of, I still part of me thinking, ah, oh, we we'll, we're going to, re- this is going to go wrong somehow. But it was just so weird not being, it was, it was so weird in, in the end, just the, the elation of a cup final. And it was different to normal. Uh, you know, I was dancing around the garden with, with my kids and it was so it was beautiful at the same time, but um, it was different. And I kept thinking about, you know, all the people that you go with, even the ones that like the people around that do your head in, There's always yeah. a couple of knobheads yeah. and I miss them so yeah. much. And it was it was such a weird feeling. Um, also, it was quite a result of not having to get back from Wembley. After oh, God, yeah,
0: hundred yeah. <laughs> percent It was, yeah. it was
3: yeah. nice to be, I didn't miss be, that. be in the garden at half
2: seven rather than queuing down yeah. Wembley Way. But yeah, um, they showed those helicopter shots of Wembley Way empty, and I was like, Oh, <laughs> you imagine that. If actually you could just like somehow evaporate everyone else and just go straight in and out of Wembley Way. But, yeah, I, I miss like we, we'd have lunch before the cup finals me and you know our, our, our mates we go somewhere nice for lunch and you know get there kind of with a minute to go before the game starts um josh what was your setup what what, what how did you um prepare for the game
1: I, I, yeah i was at home had you know some friends around for for lunch started the drinking quite early that by the time kickoff came i was in a you know i was i was quite Drunk, really, more than I would usually. I was thinking back to some sort of memories of Alex falling asleep at, at Wembley for being so incredibly drunk. I wasn't quite at that point, but I definitely would have been more disappointed by Pulisic's early goal, I think, had I had I not been. I was sort of just uh, just quite comfortable on the couch at that point. I think, you know, you think about Arsenal's FA Cup Finals, and we've got this extraordinary record now of winning eight of the last nine, but I think I'm right in thinking the only one we've gone behind in is Hull, and against Hull we were such favourites, and you even thought at 1-0, and even, you know, it got a bit worrying at 2-0, but you thought, okay, but to go behind in a Cup Final is a big thing, and you, and you, and you do worry, and, you know, if you'd have gone 2-0 down to Chelsea, I think I think you probably think the game's up, so um, you know, it, that it was such a concern, but you know also massively sort of steadied steady steadied the ship sort of fa- fairly quickly it was a you know, poor 15 minutes but it wasn't like a poor it was first half.
2: it was the drinks break wasn't it the yeah. drinks break came which the drinks break has been brilliant for us i think like because oh, arteta gets in there he is so on it isn't he in that drinks break he's like within about a minute he's telling every single player exactly what they should do
1: um well, and they all go off and they suddenly transform the whole fucking thing have you watched? I mean, I have watched like every piece of content put out by the yeah. FA or oh, Arsenal yeah. Six the Cup. I, like I've
2: watched, I watched I, it live on BBC One. I then watched it again on BT Sport 4 HD, and then I w- listened to it in full on Five Live and listened to Six Oh Six after that.
1: <laughs> so yeah, carry on. one of the pieces of content that Arsenal put out was this Arteta cam, bench cam, as yes. they were calling it. I don't know yes. if you saw it. Yes. Which also turns into, bizarrely enough, Dan Walker cam, because Dan Walker seems to be sat right behind Arteta. So yeah. if you want a view of what Dan Walker was doing for the 90 minutes, that that is also the place to go. But 100%, I mean, the idea wasn't that it's like a a timeout. That wasn't the idea of these drinks, break, but that's it's 100% what, it, what it's become. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see what what sort of it, it, is that going to be something that carries on into you know next season I, i'm actually not clear I, you know the five substitutes i don't think have decided that getting, yet, no so but it, you know what a chance to like get because you can't communicate in quite the same way to everyone as quickly right. when people right. are on the pitch and get your message on so you know it's it's it was fantastic and uh, yeah yeah was a, I mean, yeah, what, that was a turning a point yeah
2: that yeah. was a turning point wasn't it alex because um Like suddenly, like he was, he told them just to to attack, you know, down the wick, down the side, long balls, let's face it, long balls to all Bamiyang, long balls from Tierney and um, Louise, and it just worked, didn't it? It was just like, we just seemed to, we just seemed to get a little bit more control back
3: and it felt like literally from the kickoff, we had no control for about 15 minutes whatsoever and we just started to get, to get it, get it going again And honestly, like credit to Arteta, because obviously I realise that this drinks break and talking to players is a luxury that hasn't been afforded to all managers in in previous Arsenal managers. Yeah. But what I would like to say is um, if we'd have still been under Emery, I'm not sure (laughs) how those drinks breaks would have gone. They'd have all come out and gone. Well, on the plus side, I've had a drink. On the downside, I still haven't got a fucking clue what we're meant to be doing here. So it's just, crack <laughs> on, do you know what I mean? But Arteta's yeah. such a good uh, tactician. And I think he got it right. And I think that Lampard was also quite right in his quotes after the game, where it did feel like Chelsea didn't react at all to us starting to get back in mm. the game.
1: Yeah. And
3: we just kind of, I mean, that first half, again, you didn't really want it to end because you felt we were getting closer. I'll be honest with you. I I was half cooking, so I didn't realise that Pepe's goal was offside as early as what it was, that the linesman had had yeah. his swag up early. Yeah. And Jesus Christ, I literally screamed, I was like, that's the greatest fucking goal I've
0: ever <laughs> seen, oh my God! And
3: it was such an anti-climax. But I would have, that's my only regret from the final, is that I would have loved for Pepe to, for him to have had that moment as yeah, that it
2: was did. a great goal wasn't it? it was a great goal you're right what and a what goal it, that it was. was very interesting that goal because um no one stopped playing like the Chelsea defenders didn't stop you know sometimes they everyone stops because it was it was that mate and it? it was offside and um not you know kind of marginally but clearly offside but then everyone carried on and Pepe carried on and scored that brilliant gun I was so pleased with him because fucking some of our uh, some I think Unfairly, people slugged him. I think he's had a really good season. When you, you know, just his first season, breaking in a troubled in a troubled side with three managers, you know, and and the most expensive uh, signing. It's a lot on him, and he actually his figures, his stats are really good, and he played really well. That was one of his best games, and and that goal would have been a brilliant icing on the cake, wouldn't it? But and then as it turned out, and I was devastated, devastated that we let the first goal in from Chelsea. Devastated he didn't score then because we have seen a lot of games where we've dominated for 25 minutes or so, especially in the second half of the first half. I think we did it with Spurs and not taken advantage of it enough. And I think that's almost become like a syndrome. So the fact that we then, a few minutes later, got the penalty was absolutely brilliant. Now, I want to mention at this point so, as I said, I watched it on obviously on BBC One Live. I didn't. I, I didn't want to watch it live on um, on BG Sport because they had annoying pundits on. They had Robin van Persie, who really annoys me. I think he's so irritating. Um, Andrea Ferdinand and Joe Cole. Um, so I wanted to watch Ian Wright and BBC One. But I did then, and, and, and on, on on none of those, on none of the TV analysis of that goal, of the penalty, did any? I don't think anyone felt it was controversial that it was a penalty. Did they? The only question was maybe he should have been. There should have been sending off. You know for um for the for the fail but even then it's like no it's fine but on five live unless so listened back on five live Fucking um, Chris Sutton was absolutely adamant that it was not a penalty, and that Aubameyang dived, and he went on and on about it for the rest of the game, and again on six oh six, and he's absolutely adamant to the point where other pundits on on Five Live were almost like didn't even challenge him on it because he was so vehement that it was wasn't a penalty. And I was like, I, I thought it was absolutely clear. I didn't even think it was even an issue. The, what the do you only think? literally the only one thing I thought for a second is they might they there was
3: a horrible second when I thought they might have pulled it back to be outside the box. Right. And that was one second where I thought, maybe that's, what, that's the worst case scenario here, is that they'll go, it started outside the box, because that's when he first makes contact. Actually, I think it was, a, obviously I'm going to say that, completely the right decision. Also, I think with the defender covering, yeah. it probably was the right decision not to to send him off as well. But,
2: I mean, if it had been given as a red. It, you know, you couldn't have, have no, we wouldn't have been that surprised. We've had players set off, haven't we? In a, very similar situations to that. Yeah. But he, he starts... just to say about the penalty, he starts he he clearly is holding him and kind of barging into him. And then as you say, he kind of carries on into the penalty area. And he does kind of does it again once he's in the penalty area, which is when Aubameyang falls tumbles and falls over. And it's not a dive particularly either. He just is on he's obviously propelling himself forward and he's finally loses his balance after being manhandled for about 10 seconds. It's extraordinary. Those people think it wasn't a penalty.
1: Yeah, look, uh, Chris, I, I like Chris have done some work with Chris over the years, but he doesn't mind taking the contrarian view to the uh, general public at, at various points. And by the way, he's got a book out at the moment. If, uh, for those that are interested in, uh, in purchasing it, boy, you, you got going to purchase his book. No. Right. Anyway, uh, I think it was one of them where if a red's given, is it a clear and obvious error? Does it get overturned? Probably not. But equally, you know, give a yellow, it's not going to get overturned for a red. It's one of those, you know, in-between in ones. I was like, you, Alex? I was just thinking the longer this takes, I was worried about it, you know, becoming a free kick. But what a penalty. I yeah. mean, you could not place it to hit the side netting in a cup final with the pressure on you when you're already behind. I mean, Bamiya, we'll, we'll talk about him more generally, but, you know, to swan into the semi-final, score both goals and drag us to, to come into a final to, to score in, in the manner he did. I mean, if he wasn't in a strong position, going to the negotiation table before, then he couldn't have done any more. Could he it, in the final? It was just, I'll build up
3: to you. It's one of those things where you realise, like, as fans, like how sick did you feel before he took that penalty? Like, I felt oh, yeah. so yeah. sick. It was horrible. And literally, I mean, he's the one taking the penalty. It's <laughs> a yeah. like It's on me. I'm here trying to do the ribs and it's like, and it meant, it, you know how much it means. And to, to score that sort of penalty was, was, was superb. And um yeah, also, by the way, what a, what a great ball again from Tierney though, over yeah, the top. Incredible. I love, I love Kieran Tierney. He can do no wrong in my eyes. It's so weird that from where the club was earlier this season to now, I think I I've, like Tierney cuz he's played more like I absolutely love him. Uh, I've all of a sudden oh. I've got like a favorite player. Yeah. And Emi Martinez as well. His reactions after that game. I'd probably jumping ahead a little bit but he, how seeing how much it meant to him after the game was just wonderful. It's one of my favorite cup final moments I think of all time from any Arsenal player was just How much you mentioned, how hard he's worked to get into into the team as well. And you don't begrudge him it either. And it was just, it was all of it just added to it. It was just wonderful. Not to mention the fact that the winning goal is absolutely (laughs) incredible.
2: Yeah. Well, just on the the Martinez thing. Yeah. That post-match interview with Dan Walker, where he was started welling up. He started crying. Then Aubameyang comes over, doesn't he, just to, to, yeah. to, to join in with him. And then he then he gets he's like, oh. And then he kind of stops crying for a bit because Alba's joined him and they're and they're being funny and nice. And then he starts crying all over again um, when they start talking about what it means to him. And then there was other footage. Did you see the footage of him sitting down doing a yeah. phoning his family? I mean, oh my god, he absolutely incredible, moving because his parents, you know, had really hard times and. Everything, just, yeah, the emotion of that moment was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I agree. It was just a fantastic, I do now feel that, you know, you know, Martinez is the number one for me, isn't he? And I feel like Leno has to either, I wouldn't mind if we sold him. I'm not, not in a horrible way, but, you know, I don't think, you know, it would be unusual to have two really, really good goalkeepers. And I think Martinez is just that slightly, I think his distribution, I wanted to say actually his distribution and the passing out from the back on and on Saturday, and it's improved a lot since we came back from the break. Um, I think he's trained them so brilliantly to do that. I know there are little moments where you think, oh fuck, we're gonna let them in and, and we're gonna it's gonna we're gonna fuck it up. But generally, the passing out from the back, I mean it led to that brilliant goal against City, it led to loads of chances on, on, on the cup final. I think we're doing it brilliantly. I think we're set, like it's he's properly got us playing that Man City way out from the back. And Martinez has to take a lot of credit for that. Yeah,
3: it's a weird one now, isn't it, though, that all of a sudden we're talking about well, the two goalkeepers. The, the, the only thing I I keep thinking with us is we're not exactly fla- flush with cash at the moment, and no. I just think they keep talking about assets that need to be sold. If you've got two good goalkeepers, I'm not saying which one it should be, but to be honest with you, there's I don't see the point.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah Chelsea, the, we should send, sell Leno to Chelsea for like forty million or something. They need one. They, they've got they've got that fucking idiot Kepa. Um,
1: we'll talk about chances. Go on, Josh. What are you going to say? Well, I, I, it's a massive decision for Arteta, but he's he's got to make it before Leno's in a position to to play again, basically, doesn't he? Because if he's going to start the season with Martinez as his number one, then he he can't he can't leave it. Like Arteta, he'll have to try and move Leno on in the summer. The only thing is, then you still would need to bring in a satisfactory number two because, uh, again, we're we're skipping ahead of ourselves, aren't we? But that moment where. You know, Martinez brilliantly judged uh, the yeah. ball not quite going out the area. Yeah. we you know, we were we were what two, three inches away from Matt Macy yeah. coming coming <laughs> in and starting, you know, playing in an FA Cup <laughs> <laughs> final. Like, and I don't know about you guys, but my friends and I, we were like that's what, that was out of the box. That was out we were like absolutely committed. Yeah. And we were like to the naked know, eye, it totally at, looked at, like it, yeah. Like Matt Macy's is about to make his like you know not quite I think he's played once or twice in the Europa League at, you know or League Cup but you know that was a nearly an extraordinary twist to to the Cup final. Well, but there, there
2: were there were journalists there were journalists tweeting about that saying that was a massive fuck up. Right, it took took quite long after the game because they hadn't seen. I think on BBC they showed didn't Ian Wright show didn't he? It was on the line. It was literally yes he was oh, holding the ball after the game
1: though. After After the oh no, no, yeah.
2: Show it at the yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is, on BT Sport, they didn't even show that moment for some reason. I don't think they did. So I think a lot of journalists thought it was a terrible mistake and that for some reason, you know, the fucking VAR had caught it and we were really lucky. But it was absolutely perfectly judged, yeah. It
3: is one of those things, isn't it, though, where you look at moments like that and when it, it is going for you and there's been plenty of times with Arsenal, plenty of times when you've gone, this isn't going for us here. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll be honest with you, the Chelsea home game, when oh, Jorginho so should have been sent off, I thought to myself, stuff ain't going for us here. You know, Chambers having a goal disallowed against uh, Crystal Palace at home earlier in the season. And it was an absolute, you just go, it's just not going for us at the moment. And on Saturday, it went for us. Let's be honest with you. Martinez, as much as I like the guy and believe he's a good goalkeeper, if you got him to do that another like hundred times, (laughs) or I pretty reckon most of them are going to be out the box. Yeah, and it was just—it was one of those things where it just all—all all went for us. It all came together, um, in yeah, in one moment, and uh, good, good. Yeah. Sorry, Chelsea, yeah. but I do oh that no, completely, shit. it was amazing. We got
2: we got the we absolutely got the run of those decisions, didn't we? We have to say that, and you know, I absolutely happy. You know, the sending off was the worst. The Sending off, I thought, um, was really unfair, and I mean, effectively, Xhaka kind of fouled him, didn't he? Xhaka stood on his foot, really. Um, and then tumbled over like a bit of a twat, and um, he was really unfortunate. So, but we've had loads of players sent off, you know, wrongfully sent off. It just it just, it just one of those times. And that, that was do you see there was a Chelsea fan on um, on Twitter or YouTube was like like talk, calling for the whole thing to be replayed and the guy never to referee again. And people, you know, they are absolutely furious, and I can understand it. But I think we've been there, you know, we've been there and it was just, yeah, it was lucky.
3: Sometimes we've, we've asked like, I'll look at it and go, well, this didn't go for us. It's like that in Ketia. Sending yeah. off the other week, and I go, this didn't go for us. But ultimately, we're still defending like dickheads, so we've only got ourselves to blame. And that's one thing I did—I did quite admire about Frank Lampard afterwards—is he didn't make it all about. No, he was great. Yeah, he was just like, look, like, we yeah. were the ones that didn't play properly, and we've only got ourselves to blame. And I think that there's moments when you you can you can look at that. And I, honestly, I, I just thought on on Saturday, especially with a couple of the injuries, <laughs> there was a moment where I just thought. Wow, it really is. It has turned for us here, hasn't it? It yeah. really has. And by the yeah. way, I don't agree with celebrating other people getting injured. I didn't, I didn't no. celebrate at all on Saturday. My one thing that I did think was, tell you what, we're, we're having a bit of um, stroke of luck here. It's going for us.
2: Yeah, it's 100%. Something. Yeah, I agree. The Pulisic, I mean, he was their best player. Let's face it, wasn't it? I mean, he's been brilliant since yep. the, since the restart and him going off I really felt sorry for him and I think I agree I, it's all you can't you can't celebrate a plague injured but I think getting injured but I think you have to you equally you have to admit that you're relieved we were, we were I was just relieved that he that he, that he went off because he was so good he's he was a very very dangerous player for them their most dangerous player um and I but I feel terrible yeah was, they had a terrible luck with the with the injuries the sending off you know the only decision we got was possibly the sending off with the penalty but even then but be, i don't but, feel terrible no. terrible i feel i feel like oh well
3: yeah like no, that's as I far totally as, feel <laughs> as <well>. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> i'm not because, gonna lose sleep over no. over chelsea's um we deserved degree. it we
2: absolutely and that goal the, the best that goal yeah, let's go back to the the second of the obamian goal. fucking hell i mean it just had everything didn't it, it just the whole build-up i love the bellerin run the yep. kind of weird bit where was he or wasn't he fouled or on, on beta they thought he'd fouled. I don't know what the fuck that was about. He clearly hadn't. Pepe, brilliant involvement. Everything about it was fucking incredible. Ceballos kind of started off by getting out of the way. Um, Ceballos had a brilliant game. I loved absolutely fantastic. And just everything about that Aubameyang, the little runs, the little feints, the fuck,
1: everything about it was just fantastic, wasn't it? Look, and and taking it on his weaker foot, and he's deliberately yeah. taking it on his weaker foot because he's thinking, okay, I'm up against Zuma. Zuma's thinking I'm going to go inside on my right, so I'm I'm going to take a risk and go on my weaker foot, and it, he executed it to like complete perfection. You know, talking about injuries, let's not forget we 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 did have three centre backs out. You know, yeah, 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 you know, who who would have affected us in, in Callum Chambers, Mustafi, and and Pablo Mari, who at worst would have all been. You know, involved in the squad on the day. You know, what a bizarre thing! Did you see that really cute moment at the end where Smith, uh, the youngster who's never played a first team game, he almost looked like a little bit guilty when they put the medals out and he didn't yeah. quite know to to yeah. take one. He well, I think they bit ran bit out, bit didn't they? <laughs>
2: Yeah, because I think they don't think they it had did enough. run out. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah.
1: Did. it did look like there were a few shorts. I don't know who was like swiping one, yeah. uh who shouldn't have done because they must have had the the twenty basically a twenty players, eleven and then nine nine subs. There's so many sub stories to, to the fight. to about Martinez, we've already discussed. You've got Rob Holding, who you know was commanding in the 2017 final, and again we've played another cup final. But I don't know how many. Performances that immediately leap to mind in the three years in between. You know, it's actually not that many games he's actually played. I think it's about 35, 40 in all competitions that he's played. You've got Záco, who, of course, we've all talked about, who's you know that turned around from the fact that he probably should have gone out of the club. I think even coming into lockdown, people are thinking Sabios is probably not going to be with us next season. And then he's had the best six weeks of 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 anyone oh, at the Swords, club. A man You've John got Swords, Maitland yeah. Niles. Even bloody four or five weeks ago, yeah. there was a big story about him going out of the club. And you know, pre-lockdown. The only games Mayland and were was getting was the it was cup games. He wasn't getting involved or a sniff in the league. And then he's come in and played brilliantly in the semi final and done done pretty well, you know, in the final. You've got Eddie Inketia who barely was getting a start for Leeds United in the first half of the season. He's ended up coming on in the cup final and, and playing a part. So there's just and so I many
2: say, stories. Yeah, and I want to say let's not forget a couple of things. Not so long ago, in fact, I would say like five months ago, most Arsenal pundits and fans and experts were saying that Lacazette and Aubameyang still can't play together. Lacazette was having a bad season. We admit that he's incorporated the two of them brilliantly. Lacazette drops so deep now, you know, in that kind of, you know, he's doing, I thought he works so hard. He works much harder now than he's ever done before and he works much harder i think there are a lot of equivalent players doing that position and he contributed brilliantly um in in, in the cup final him and having that that front three of pepe lacazette and Aubameyang, i think is mouthwatering. and i think so that i wanted to mention and i want to see what, what alex was saying um, about Tierney, folk hero, isn't he? He's absolutely a folk hero. The Tesco thing has now become, you know, like there was. Do you see the the the, the guys yeah. who went to the ground to celebrate with a gigantic <laughs> Tesco?
3: The thing, the thing with Tierney is, it just I think it just goes to show how much Arsenal fans are just we we take to to players who you can just see just give it their all. And yeah. he's just one of those players who loves getting stuck in and defending. And for me with Tierney this season, there was a moment when we got knocked out of the League Cup at Liverpool and he was trying to tell all the players to go over to the away fans. Yeah. Yeah. And it's stuff like that, and you go, well he clearly gets it. He's already played for a club with a massive, passionate fan base in Celtic and become a folk hero there. So of course he's, you know, gonna do it and down here, and I just thought he was brilliant. With with Lacazette. Um, I think yeah, he's he works so hard, or he has been working so hard. There is sometimes again though, it's weird with us and there's a mentality at the moment where well if we've got to sell people, it's it's a strange one, but it is like if you who can we get money for? Because that mm. feels like it feels like that's always in the back of your mind at the moment.
2: Yeah, and, I uh, wonder I I I think he I think he really likes Luckers. I think he really likes that front three. I, I wonder whether I also am not sure if um We would get that much money for Lacazette, you know, for various reasons. So I I wonder whether he is he is one that he would sell. Um, But there's so much more to talk about. Um, But before we talk uh, more and, and, and pull apart every single detail of the cup final for the next few hours, let's take a quick break. And we're back from the break. Um, I wanted to mention as well, a couple of things that happened in the kind of celebrations because the celebrations were brilliant. There was the brilliant, um, all but not knowing what to do with the actual cup, with the base of it and that whole situation, dropping it. That whole thing was fantastic and bizarre. And that no one just told him, you know, and I guess it's all because you're handed it, aren't you? Normally when you're there in the, in the, you walk up to the Royal box at Wembley and princess, whoever hands you the thing and off the base, but he was like, still fiddling around with that fucking base of it, like for hours afterwards. Still didn't know what to do.
3: It was it was excruciating to watch <laughs> yeah, at the time. Was. I mean, you don't really care because we've won the FA Cup, but the like the kind of the guy behind him it's just like you pick it up off the base, and I don't know if he just thought he'd said you pick it up, pick up the base. I don't I don't understand. I've never seen anybody hold the FA Cup like a massive sandwich before, you know, when you have a burger and it's yeah. got like too much in the middle of it, it was like, he was holding it like two ended yeah. and yeah. I've never seen anybody hold it. Like that. And I kept thinking, this is definitely going to drop. This yeah. is a hundred percent. He's going to, this is going to fall off here. And I'll tell you what, that makes you think though, maybe those drinks breaks aren't as easy for Arteta to get through the players. Cause honestly <laughs> he was told to do one thing with the base and he had no idea. So it was, it was, um, it was really it was funny. Funny. I thought it was, it was a little yeah. anti climax but it, it was, was lovely it was symbolic
2: though wasn't it of our season we had such a roller coaster season i thought dropping the cup like that was absolutely perfect but what i i I'm just going to say by the way that i thought everything about the season has been it's been you know there've been crises there've been ridiculous there's been a, a terrible managers that we got rid of eventually you know it's been an absolute but i loved. I have to say i've loved this is what i wanted this is this drama of this season even the even the lows, the lowest lows that we've had, which have been you know, excruciating. But the highs have been brilliant. And this is exactly what we want. What I wanted from 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 a season. I have to say, it's been incredibly exciting.
1: Josh. Yeah, I was just going to say on the on the trophy lifting. I mean, this final. Uh, I was discussing with with my friends on Saturday. You're gonna remember this one. I think even mm. if you're not a fan of Arsenal and Chelsea. But yep. like in a way, I, I I don't know, like I knew all the cup finals when I was young, but I couldn't necessarily tell you about all the ones that didn't involve Arsenal, you know, necessarily immediately, like over the last 15, 20 years. This one people remember. And, and for a Aubameyang, I mean, even in the end, he didn't even have the base on the right way. The base was actually upside down. And I don't know if you've, you've, you've watched it back, but David Louise looks, like, disgusted at him. Yeah, yeah, he's, like, yeah. desperately yeah. trying to tell him to, yeah. like, stop. But it, it is this terrible moment where David Louise like, at the last moment, gives up and is like, I better be caught smiling in the photo. So goes from, like, looking really angry at the whole situation that he's fucking it up to then, like, getting in with, with the rest of the cheers. <laughs> it, <laughs> it makes a really change, doesn't it? from being the other way around. <laughs>
2: yeah. know, it looks like that Louise yeah. have got this season. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: He's yeah, so right. I, I we, was fascinated. Go on. Sorry, Josh. No, I, I was only going to say, like, you know, you talk about drama. I, in the end, we... I, I, I tweeted yesterday. Either it was going to be a bogey or a birdie this season. There was no par, given that the situation was that we were going to not have European football. And, and we birded it. off golf analogy. It is uh, golf parlance, I would say. Second, yes, we second. have, uh, we have, we've burned it in the end, haven't we? We've won a trophy that we're all, we're we will all, we will all, isn't it an eagle? It's like No, a, I don't think we've no? eagled. That would be okay. Champions League. I think oh, if right. we'd have somehow got Champions okay. League. Okay. Um, I'm happy to, to any other sporting analogies you want to, you know. Well, throw the question in. is, Josh, if, if you'd have had the choice in December, would you have taken a mulligan on it than the whole season? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Throwing in a bit of golf analogy. I used to play Tiger Woods golf on the PlayStation. I can join in. But yeah, it was
1: <laughs> one of the. We've uh, spotted. We've, we've I think we, we probably. Only, maybe I'd have given you an eagle if it had been Tottenham instead of Wolves, who would have kicked out entirely of European competition. Uh, as it is. Oh, yeah, but they still have to three play three,
2: yeah, three extra games against fucking fuck what from Baku. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um,. Yeah, but just to say just a little bit more about the celebrations. My, what was your favourite, my favourite hug? Because I, I monitored Arteta, went to every player and gave them a massive hug. The one with Tierney, oh my God, because Tierney was almost in tears, I think. And that was beautiful if you saw that moment. Um, I, I still framed it. And I've got what it. On my, what on my I love
3: phone. about that is that Tid has been used in his career to winning a trophy every five minutes. I know. I know. Even that came as, as, a, as a big thing for him. But again, though, look at him. You know, he's moved down. He's a young lad. He's moved down uh, to London, and it's like, like he's even admitted that. You know, that he's he's not really kind of been out and about in London. He just gets on with his football and stuff like that. And like, fair play to him. I quite like the hug with Xhaka as well. I think. Yeah. I think Jack has yeah. been. Um, it's been a good turnaround, considering where we were with him earlier on this season. Um, I think in fair play to him as well. I think it just goes to show that actually there wasn't a point on Saturday where I, I was still going, yeah, but he still threw the armband, didn't he? It's like you move on in football. Yeah, yeah. Like in oh, I've moved in on. Really, and I yeah. feel like for most of the fans now, we, we, we've moved on where it didn't feel that way for a long time. It didn't yeah. At the time, you thought there's no coming back.
2: Yeah, so I, feel, him I feel like... Yeah, like, Tobias and Jucker is now our midfield. I feel like now, I'd, I'd be amazed if we if, if people aren't happy with that going into the next season, and, you know...
3: The one that I've kind of felt a bit strange about, this is only about, I kind of felt a bit sorry for Freddie Lundberg. Yeah. I don't know why. I feel yeah. sorry for him. Yeah, I and mean, I assume yeah. that he he's still got a role within the team. He's still playing a part. But it's like, he's never on the bench, is he? He's always... Yeah, he's, he's somewhere hovering of, around, isn't he? Yeah, he's kind of hovering around, like, knocking about. And it's a weird yeah. – it just feels odd for him. And I, and I do feel for him because he came in initially when we were an absolute state.
2: Yeah,
3: And, yeah. you know, it, it was – I do feel – it's a bit weird with Freddie, isn't it? Because he, he's kind of part – it feels like part of that backroom stuff, but – yeah, Even but he's not—he's not like he the, te- wasn't on the bench all the time, was it? No.
2: He? he's not like part no. of Arteta's close team that he's brought in, is it? Yeah, definitely not. Yeah, I think that's the issue. they've kept him in a job, which is nice, almost sentimentally lovely, but he's clearly not part of Arteta's inner circle of 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 assistants, is he? No, I,
1: I've been. Told on, on reasonable authority is an expectation that he'll leave at some I point really? over this summer. Uh, yeah, okay. that um, which which makes sense. Like he wants to be, uh, you know, a first team coach, a manager, and if he's not having that role, and Arteta doesn't want him to have that role, he's going to have to go and find that opportunity somewhere else, isn't he? Yeah, but, you know, he he. I don't think he was necessarily treated brilliantly from what from what I was told or given clarity last December in terms of what his role or future w- was going to be at the club. And uh, he literally went from being manager to being sent to the stands to be kind of a kind of remote coach. And and that is a big leap yeah. for someone to sort of understand and, uh, and take on. So I'd have thought he'll probably, you know, if there is another coaching opportunity for him uh, out there, then I'd expect he'll move on. But there was some nice photos of him with the, uh, with the lads in the, in the yeah. room after. Yeah. Did you did you look at all the video footage in on the bus home and the changing
2: room? Yeah, there was some great.
3: I watched uh, all the Instagram stories. Yeah,
2: um, I watched loads
3: of our Bamiangs. Um, I watched a good few stories of his before realising he was talking in French and all of them. I thought he was just shouting, and I was like, oh, I'm not going to understand what he's yeah. saying." I had to keep watching them back. Um, did you see yeah, the bit with with the, Saliba
2: with uh, yes. That was yeah,
3: that was, was great. I enjoyed that, and also it's nice like Saliba's being integrated yeah. already, and. The other bit, just going back to like the footage, the other bit that I did see was um, the kind of what they're calling it, it's like the voice cam or something that they were putting out from BT Sport where you can hear what they were saying. I really enjoy, just going back to yang's goal, is yeah. Jorginho talking to Kurt Zouma and he's just going right foot, right foot and then <laughs> Yang shifts it onto his left and he just goes, "Ah, oh, Zou. Literally says, oh, Zou, yeah. just before yeah. Yang clips in yeah. and it was such a lovely, I loved it. It, it yeah. put such a big smile on my face
2: yesterday and it
3: is is. is an amazing end to what has been a truly like difficult season I mean it's we can't get away I don't want to be negative we can't get away from that league position I don't think Arteta's trying to I think he knows that they've got to make big improvements I just hope that this spurs them on a little bit I really I hope it really I think it will yeah
2: yeah
3: really pushes them on and if it means he gets a few extra
2: quid then all the better I think yeah we're I mean, being linked now with like, sorry, we're, we're being linked now with like three or four. We've been with Coutinho, you know, Willian, Party, you know, and a lot of the, the lot they're going to be big wages. Coutinho's wages are going to be fucking massive if we the, go for him. I, don't,
3: the, you know. I mean, I don't like to believe everything I read on Twitter. I don't like to believe anything I read on Twitter. <laughs> no. But like some of the stuff about this Willian deal, if it's true, that he's going to be on, like, was it like 200 grand a week? Yeah. Or something like that. And we've yeah. offered the best wages to him so far. Yeah, For a bloke of his age, over, what is it, three years? It seems like if we're trying to, if we're, like, worried about wages and we need extra money, like, it's still, I know you're not paying a transfer fee necessarily, but it does feel like an odd move. It really yeah. feels like an odd move because he doesn't, unless he's guaranteed that, Arteta thinks right. He's the one player who will make all of the difference in that front three. But really, is he good? Like, I can't. I don't. I think he's a decent player. But was he, 32 or something like that now? Yeah, 31. I think th- he's 31.
2: So nearly 32. Like- <laughs> yeah. It's bizarre. It's Kia Draupchin, isn't it? It's Kia Drup- He's also, who's also Coutinho's agent. And Keir yeah. Dyeraption almost seems to be running the transfers of the club. In it. I think it's bizarre. All I'd say about Willian, I think it's interesting. Willian, I know Chelsea fans. Like, I know a few Chelsea fans, and they love him. Like they absolutely swear by him. And you know, I know a lot. I've seen some Chelsea fans on Twitter today, kind of suddenly deciding it's over for him because they know he's going to move. Clearly, but. They're still, you know, apparently he's incredibly fit still, you know, blah, 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 blah. I just feel there's a weird Chelsea Arsenal like swap situation going on anyway with him. It feels a bit like the Louise situation. And then and then Catinho, I mean I'm fascinated by, um, who Fucking, he was unbelievable for Liverpool, wasn't he? Until and they saw him for over what hundred million pounds, and now he's like he could go for like ten million, and uh, apparently we are favourites App- again. You know, apparently Juraj what and and uh, and I read today that Arteta's keen on him as well. That genuinely, keen. I don't. And who knows? Maybe his experience at Barcelona. You know, it all, can all go wrong, can't it, for a player? But he was fucking brilliant. He and he was. We talk about creativity that we
1: need. He is a fucking creative player in theory. Sorry, Josh, go on. No, I I think it's uh, it, well. It's interesting, isn't it? I, I, I think I, you know, from from what I understand, William is really the one that we're expected to come. I mean, yeah, I think that will happen. There's the, the rumours of him, uh, you know, moving house to a different part of London as well, and uh, and. Uh, Someone's showing him houses in a in a part of London a little bit closer to where we're gonna you know where Arsenal's training ground and, and Arsenal will be. So I, from what I you know if, if what I'm told on that regard is true and that makes sense that that he is probably coming and also to have no involvement you know in the in the cup final there's uh, there's yeah. got to be something to it. Um, look, it's just on the one hand with Arteta, kind of like well you know, is it the future? Is it, you know, Saka? Is it Martinelli? All these young players like Alex was just talking about there, who we're going to get excited about. It's William 31. And, you know, has he already peaked? It doesn't feel necessarily uh amazing, but I think what we will see now in the next three or four weeks is some quick business. Is it Gwendouzi gone? Is it taking the hit on Ozil? And if we're paying him 200 grand or 250 grand of what he's doing, maybe gone. Um, Socrates, possibly gone sorting out the goalkeeper situation. I just think there'll be four or five out and a three, four coming in, in in the next three, four weeks. Because unlike, you know, previous years, what what did I see today about pre season when's pre season starting? Uh I think it's like two, is it two weeks' time I was seeing some messages. I and mean, we've obviously got a charity well, shield. Because Charity Shields in, in twenty eight days. Well twenty six days think time now. Yeah. There's gonna be quick, quick business that's mm. already and, and you know they've had you know, he's had since, what, the Brighton game. He's decided no more Guendouzi. Since lockdown, no more Ozil. They, they, they've they got to have been planning some some exits as well as, you know, people coming in. I've heard with Ozil that he's absolutely flat out refusing to go. He won't
3: go anywhere. He will literally just do a bail and just see it out. And if that's the case, and they genuinely... I've heard Arsenal just keep off, basically offering him out to anyone. And mm. he's just... And Ozil's just going to refuse to go. And then what do you do? Because if you get to that stage, and it feels like—I'll be honest with you—it feels like they're already fairly close to it. If it gets to that stage, then what do we do with him? We might as well keep him in the squad, don't we? Give him the odd game. I don't know. Like, what are they going to do? Leave him with the under 20 and just do what they're doing at the moment. Is that going to—is that going to be a stable? I'd
2: rather—I'd rather not see any anything of it. I, I, it was so—I mean, it was so notable, wasn't it? You got Saliba there in the fucking dressing room. You haven't got Ozil anywhere, nowhere. Yeah, that I was in exactly. Turkey. All yeah. right. I mean, fucking hell. It's,
3: They're definitely I, I, pushing those. Up. I mean, Gwen has gone. Yeah, he's gone. And, but also, I think we'll see how good a lot of other clubs like we. My thing with Gwen is I think he had a lot of raw potential, but I bet you any money. I can't imagine like a big, big club coming in for him. No and, no. and even on the cheap. And I think that this is a slight problem that I have slightly with William. And similar to what I had with David Louise is. Chelsea are essentially not only are our London rivals, they're also rivals for top four and stuff like that, and where you want to be as a football club. And if they're letting people go, they're not giving them new contracts. There's a reason for that. We yeah. saw it with Louise, that reason, about six times this season. <laughs> yeah. So, do you, I mean, with William, I'm not saying he's our error prone or anything like that, but I just don't think it sends out a good message. No, I Do you know what I mean? When United got Van Persie off us, that's taking a decent player off your rivals. Yeah. They and the did, player course, they don't want to lose. And course, it's we did... Like-
2: we did offload Giroud to Chelsea, who, of course, not only did, apart from that one, um what was it, that back for the first goal, had a fucking shit game when I was so excited about how the shit clip, he was. The
3: clip of Giroud the cl- oh, going the clip down of, going is down one down of the clip. funniest yes. things I've ever seen. The nudge th- in the back and the way he <laughs> goes down. And you forget that that's like, he's so dramatic. How many times oh. did we watch Giroud play for Arsenal and go, he's done his crew shit here? Totally. He's, that's in done now Absolutely. that'll be him out for 18 months yeah. and then literally the next thing he'd just get up yeah and it was just yeah. honestly he's got a future in acting that's that was well. such
2: a brilliant moment and yeah. it summed up for me everything I've, i don't like about that End. and i'm so sickened i've been so i've had to put up with no let me just say this quickly josh i've had to put up with every fucking two-bit pundit smug tastic Arsenal fan banging on about how he's like the greatest player and we miss him this and the other no we only only you the true footballers appreciate him it's all bollocks it yet again you know he had he had a poor big game he fell over in that in that embarrassing moment and who cares about him forget about him All, all those Arsenal fans banging on about him more than Lacazette no he's a tedious annoying player and thank fuck we've got rid of him I'm happy with that. Wow, you really sat on the fence, here, <laughs> didn't you? Yeah, say, say what you think, Boyd. Someone I, wrote, he, um uh uh Tim Stillman wrote a brilliant thing on him, uh, a a kind of little tweet thing, I think on Friday or Saturday saying, "He's a fourth he's your fourth choice striker. Wherever he's gone, you know. And I know he's no. had a brilliant end, end of season for no, Chelsea. No.
1: He said he's your fourth place striker." Well, yeah, right. Sure. Okay. But Yeah, we finished eighth. Wherever- so you wouldn't mind him, would you? That's, that's the way I look at yeah, it.
2: Yeah, we're four, we're four below. No, I think I, you're we being still, a, don't, we still don't need him.
1: No, you're being a little bit harsh. I mean, he still will come the end of the season was keeping you know Tammy Abraham, one of England's brightest you know striking hopes out there. I think
2: Tammy Abraham would have done team. better for them against us than the Jura, I have to say. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, could have been. Uh, but yeah, we're certainly you know of course everyone thinks that, don't they, about their ex-player coming back to haunt them and. You know that clip of Giroud on the plane after the Europa League final in Baku, and what, was it, what did he say? Cheers, Arsenal, or it was yeah, something like yeah. that, wasn't it? So it was a little I'm, bit.
2: I'm exaggerating my dislike for him, obviously for comic effect, but he is a fascinating. And the Christian thing, I didn't know about the Christian thing until I read about it in the Athletic. He's a staunch Christian, and then he had when he took his, his shirt off, he had his old Christian thing: God, Jesus. Yeah, to Jesus on his. Um, I'm not going to dis dis that at all. But you know, it's fascinating. He's so been mean. healing them every time he thinks he's out for the season. Because honestly, when the way he goes down,
3: that's that. Maybe it's an act of God. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, well, but I guess what, so right. wise, like, what do you what, what you what would you what would you guys be happy with? Because I. I just still think I love like seeing these names, but the big ones for me are still obviously centre halves and you don't I know. They're no. not they're not the big links that we always get, are they? Um in terms of no. centre halves. And the weird thing is that when they all come back from injury, we're gonna go from having no centre halves yeah. to all of a sudden we're gonna have far too many.
0: Yeah.
3: And um yeah, I'm I'm quite intrigued because if certainly if he's gonna keep playing free 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 centre halves, mm-hmm. then he's definitely gonna to need need to keep keep a couple of them. But I don't want to see Tierney playing left-sided of this a free. No, so you no. want him? You want him going up and down that yeah, course, that wing? Yeah. And it's I'm just quite intrigued to what he's going to do. Really, what if you know? Because we're always we keep getting it. Willian, Coutinho, even Thomas Partin. It's yeah, like, yeah. well, I want to see us link with some big like centre arms first, please. Can we have yeah. one of those? And yeah, that's
1: well, I think. We've just got so many centre halves, don't we? Don't we at the club? And you know, in Pablo Pablo Mari, did he like him? We didn't really get an opportunity to see how much he can offer. And does Arteta rate him? Saliba coming in, you know. What's the thoughts there? You know, he can't bring one in without you. think getting rid of what one of Socrates Mustafi, holding Chambers, possibly even two would have to go for someone. Socrates, so many.
2: He clearly doesn't fancy scratches, does he? Because I
1: agree, but he's going to have to offload him at a fee, and yeah. then probably then probably one more like Chambers hold. There's a lot Chambers, of centre backs.
2: Chambers will go, I'm sure. If you know, if he can, yeah. We've well, hung and around it, I would, the club a long time. Oh, I know, I know. He's a, I love him. He's a lovely, is a he's a he's a lovely guy and everything. Yeah, but I, I I think I think they will get rid of a couple. But I agree, I agree with Alex. It's weird. We, it's weird that we're never, co- you know, you because actually when you when you talk about if you talk about competing for the top four, and I th- I think I think we're on the verge of that of being able to compete on the top four with Arteta I think you know I think the whole discussion now about has he improved us or not I think that's moot I think he's absolutely proved with these games these games against these big teams that we played really well he's clearly 100% improved us in so many ways it's absolutely there now it's just a case of can we strengthen the team and can he bring in the key players that he needs and I feel like a world-class defender even with all of our other defenders there. Is still like the one thing, isn't it? It's like the key think, missing factor.
3: Again, you know, as you know, I don't want to be too negative, and it was amazing on Saturday, and it was amazing against City. And there have been highs, until I see Arsenal be able to do it for ten or so games on the bounce, and I don't think they That's can right. with that squad. Then I, I won't. I, I think we're always going to have the same problems because you looked at us. You know, I, I thought we were superb against. City and then just because we go to Villain, we're absolute dog shit. It's one of the worst I've seen us play for ages, yeah, so. and that was only the other week. Remember? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. and and it's yeah. kind of those moments, you know. Watford at home, I get that we're gearing up for the cup final, but Christ Almighty, some of the defending. And I think until that is addressed, we'll keep on. We'll I think we'll kind of it will be like Groundhog Day for us, and, and that's what I want to see. I want to see more more of those staunch defensive performances. Yeah. Weirdly enough, I want to see us be a bit more. Yeah, boring. Go back to the old. I know
2: like, what you mean. Yeah, t- yeah. T- but t- I think back,
3: and I, I think once we, we get that, and once we get that foundation and that base, then it will. But it must have been hard for Arteta, and like especially with the circumstances around like coming into the club, then all of a sudden there being coronavirus, there's a big break, and he's doing Zoom coaching and stuff like that. And I mean, yeah, I, I, I went, and also it was interesting with Arteta, who's very. I didn't know, but like, I realised it must have been difficult for him. But there was some stuff he said about every every day. It felt like there was something else that was happening, yeah, that was going wrong. Yeah, and yeah. you wonder what that yeah. alludes to far more than mm. oh, David yeah. Louise got sent off the other day. That's not you can't just keep putting it on these same people. Like there's there's definitely more going on behind the scenes. Yeah. And I think yeah. that it. Funny you're talking about Urza,
2: it, wasn't he? And, and yeah, the whole wage thing and,
3: yeah, yeah. I think that there's a lot going on behind the scenes in that at that club at the moment, and I do. You know, I, I don't know. The fact that we keep going to Keir Gerabchian, just as soon as no, we I need know. a player doesn't fill me with a lot of confidence. I, I
2: think, think he's Still, taken. Yeah, I think the club was a was a total basket case. You know, when he arrived, and I, I and so what, what, I think the fact that he's shown we can play that defensively and really be on it. In these games, you know, in the City, that's the City game, obviously. I think the mere fact he's shown we can, if needed, and and play differently. Look, we play differently against Chelsea and we play differently against Liverpool. I I feel like that's incredibly exciting and positive. But you're right. On the other side, if Clear Absinthe is is clearly in charge of our transfers, then that is a worry.
1: Did you see, uh, if you're watching the tunnel cam, the players coming back into the dressing room after winning... I don't know quite who was hugging the Arsenal players, but a couple of them, like there was something talk about money. Like then Martinez made this comment, like, I don't even care about the money. Did you, did you see this at all?
0: Yeah. Ooh. I know
2: what you mean. Yeah. I did see it. You know, yeah. there, was some comment, there was some
1: joke about money. Yeah. They were saying money, money, money. Yeah. As in, I'm sure there's an FA cup bonus. And that also, there, there was a yeah. thought, wasn't there? They're only going to lose, not lose, but it's seven and a half percent rather than 12 and percent. If they hadn't qualified for any European comp- competition, but I thought it was quite, it was a, you know, just a reminder, wasn't it, of just what this meant just to the club, you know? Yeah. God, maybe like- they were
3: talking about the Mackies that him and Torreira got after. And he was just <laughs> yeah. saying to Torreira, Torreira's like, I'll sort you out because I saw them on Instagram get a yeah. Mackie's after the yeah. game. And maybe he's just saying, Torreira's like, here, mate, I'll square you away. Yeah, and Martinez definitely. is going, no, I don't even care about the money, mate. Don't worry, we just won the FA
2: Cup. I'll get you <laughs> nuggets. <laughs> totally, yeah. It, did it you see that? Did you see the other weird moment when who was it? I think it was Pepe or someone, or, or someone got a picture of a goat on their iPad to make a joke about this is the only goat that Aubameyang is, as in the greatest of all time. And Aubameyang thought it was the fucking funniest thing he'd ever seen and was holding up this um, picture of a goat endlessly and chuckling about it and laughing instead. Hyster- I think I love Aubameyang and Lacazette, their goofy thing that they have. They're like goofy, kind of nerdy sense of humor, you know, with pictures of goats, etc., and they're dancing. I think the whole thing is fucking. Honestly,
3: you need you need a, you need the people who appear with you every week to find you funny. I find it very much on the last leg. We literally <laughs> you get the ball rolling for each other, so that's yeah. what you do. Josh, Josh, who's like, is <laughs> my little partner in crime like that. But yeah, he's um, yeah, I, f- I think it's lovely to see like that. They clearly got a good team spirit. They really, yeah. they, there's yeah. clearly a good spirit in, in the camp. And look, if they, if the bad eggs are being weeded out. Um, then all all the better for it. But I think they, it's going to be interesting to see how the next few weeks pans out. It's weird that last time I talked to you, one of the podcasts, we were talking about Bakayo Saka and how yeah. vital it was to get him. Yeah. I don't, and actually, when you think about it, towards the end of the season, he didn't really play a big part, did he? No, it's
2: pretty interesting. And yeah, it's, like, it was, it's yeah. quite
3: yeah. strange now that once that deal was signed, yeah. if you literally, if you look at it, once the deal was signed, yeah. he's not played as much.
2: No, it's, and no, I don't know if I that's really, one of those
3: yeah. things where he was just... Maybe he, you know, obviously, I, th- I think he needed a breather anyway. He yeah, played, and we were yeah. saying last time, Josh, how much football Bakayo Saka had played. Yeah. And it was just like, yeah, but
1: he didn't really feature, did he? But maybe he's from the Meza Ozil school of play really, really well. I'll oh, contract. Say that.
2: Don't say that. And then oh, chill out a little bit. No, no, no yeah. I don't think
1: he's like that. But it was, I mean, this was another story, you know, we talk about Saka, pretty young player of the season, then not even being involved in, in the final. And then the, all these, you know, players like, you know, Inketia who, You know, presumably, had there not been a change of manager necessarily in circumstance, he might not have even been at Arsenal for for the latter stages of the season, had things gone a bit better for him. Has he got two medals then, Nketiah? Has he got one for Leeds and one for the Cup? I assume he has, actually, because he played, I think, uh, 17 league games for Leeds, which would definitely be enough to get a medal. It's probably quite a unique double, isn't it? A championship medal and an FA Cup medal in the same season. That That'll cup, come up uh, in a pub quiz. One yeah. day, guys, you can so, remember yeah, that. <laughs> yeah.
2: And also, yeah, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, like, uh, you know, playing such a key part in the City game and in the, and in the cup final, yeah. Like, that's kind of almost out of nowhere because he wasn't, he was famously one of the people, one of the players that um, Arteta supposedly had a problem with and he's completely rehabilitated him and he's, he did brilliantly in two huge games. So, yeah, and that's which is partly why Zaka didn't play, isn't it? Because he picked Maitland-Niles in a way instead.
3: I it's think it's interesting just showed... the way that Arteta seems to call people out as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I, I, that's something that I like. But on the whole, I tell you what, just I think that Saturday was just wonderful. It was oh. so good. And after the season we've had and the way it's been going, we still, you know, gosh, you think Tottenham fans lord it over us? It's like they'd have given anything to have had a Saturday, and we've had that was another one of them. Yeah, that was another one. It's yeah. like you know, fourteen of them. Yes, yeah. please. Every, uh, I agree yeah, wonderful. yeah. Uh, it's
2: wonderful just- every single thing about that about the day about the everything from the team selection to the to just to the drama it was a really good game wasn't it first of all cup finals are fucking notoriously dull We've been in some terrible ones and some some good, but that was a really good game, wasn't it? There was like periods of their of Chelsea pressure, our, our pressure, the goal, the every, had everything, incident, sendings off, fucking, and a goal, one of the greatest of all FA Cup final goals. It was absolutely brilliant. I loved it so much. It was so good. And if this is, you know, it, realistically, it's hard, isn't it? It's, it's getting in the top four is gonna be fucking difficult. When you've got, you know, you've got United getting better and better, paying, making more signings, no doubt. City, Liverpool, not going anywhere. Tottenham, hopefully, can fuck things up under Mourinho. We'll see. It's going to be hard. But what I do think is, under Arteta, I just think we're going to have a lot of really, really exciting stuff happening. I think it's going to be fucking really, really. I'm I'm really excited about the whole thing.
1: Yeah, we'll be back in September for the first podcast of next season. And we already know what our aim is, don't we? We, Our aim is to get into the top four and yeah. qualify for the, the Champions League. And that's probably, you know, City and Liverpool feels like done deal. You know, United, if they are as strong in the next season as they've been, you know, in the latter yeah. stage of this season, are going to be favourites to come third. And then, you know, we've proved and we were, we should be there with Tottenham, Chelsea, Leicester to to really battle for it. And uh, you know, that that already has very clearly got to be the target for next season.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. But Alex, what's your single greatest moment of the season? I, you know, I'm not going to go. For, for sheer elation, how Bambiang's go on Saturday it was clearly is
3: hundred yeah. percent going to be one of yeah is comfortably the greatest one of my great
1: awesome moments in for men for years as well. Yeah, I, we just didn't have matches this year that meant as much as the FA Cup semi final final. Europe was you know we're we're long gone. It wasn't like we got to a European semi final or final and had that excitement in the league. We never got got to a point where we were really challenging. For, for anything, even that victory against Liverpool felt great the other day, but it sort of felt like, you know, a little bit in vain for me. I actually think I got more excited by the semi final because actually it was against, you know, obviously much better to win the cup, but in terms of going, wow, yeah. we can do this under Arteta. Yeah. Like I, I could have foreseen that we could get through Chelsea. I think more would have been my surprise to see us get through Man City. So that felt like the game where you go, actually, there's something to work with here. There's something to be, you know, excited about and it's going to give us an opportunity to potentially rescue the season in some way. So also just another one is for, I mean, it didn't really mean anything in
3: the grand scheme of things, but for the, for the player that we've got, I loved Martinelli's goal at Chelsea. Yeah, that
2: was mine. That was mine. Yeah. Until well, Saturday, the again, Martinelli that, that goal. That would go up there. That was, yeah. 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 Fucking brilliant. Yeah. And to see him celebrating with his leg in his, you know, on his crutches yeah they were hopping
3: them. he was hopping around wasn't he hopping him and around. Mustafi
2: were there like on,
3: yeah. the, on the crutches hopping exactly. around I was slightly concerned about that but yeah that was <laughs> it was
2: good yeah yeah no Martinelli until Saturday until that until the Aubameyang I, but I also agree with Josh in the City game that the pass from the back goal that goal with all those passes was absolutely awesome that was just one of the all-time great Arsenal goals wasn't it to think we could do that against City was a huge moment I think yeah definitely all right. Well, I guess it's time to wrap up, isn't it? Really. Thanks so much, Alex, for celebrating this glorious, glorious moment
3: yeah, with you.
2: us. Oh,
3: uh, it, yes. Good. good to be back on as well. Notched up a few more appearances again, boys. I'm back into yes, the swing of beautiful. things now, haven't I?
2: Fantastic. Yeah, after
3: after a bit of a hiatus,
2: I'm back. Yeah, you are a busy man, to be fair. Yeah. When's the We're, last leg back?
3: <laughs> last leg is back in October, so. Um, yeah, that uh, we
1: we won't be back until then. But uh, yeah, just keep keep busy. We, in, we should in say we, we we had Alex with us just prior to the documentary, uh, which yeah. uh, which we all enjoyed. So uh, all right, is cheers! There a, right. Is is there a follow up documentary, Alex? Is there a? I don't know. I'd, I'd quite like
3: to do one just where if we get back at football fans into the stands, where it's literally just every episode is just. It's just that that shot of me in the stands with the people yeah. around me and the conversations that go on. It could be like a football version of The Office
2: or Box. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. you should write that sitcom. You got to do the football version of The Office based at, based at you and your you and your surroundings at the Arsenal. Would yeah. that, I'm commissioning that now if I had the power. <laughs> That would be fucking brilliant. Please make that happen. Please, God, make that. Happen. And by the way, Josh, I've been meaning to say this for days. Didn't I see you? Didn't I glimpse you on the FA Cup, the road to Wembley, on BBC
1: One the other night? You were—that was fucking you on TV. I was on TV, and I've got to tell you, not a single person.
3: <laughs> Mate, I heard your voice. I think on was yes. it Football Focus the other day? I think there was a montage on there. Was right. that
2: you?
1: That was me. I Not it was, was you. Person. I
2: <laughs> I meant to message you, but you also envision on the road to Wembley, weren't you? On on that one.
1: Yeah, I did. So I was going to
2: text. You. It was late. I was thought it's it's about. It was like eleven forty five when it finished. I was I was a bit late. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll and then I was kind of storing it up it's for a, now.
1: We can't all be primetime time, like Alex, right? Some of us <laughs> have got to make do with thirty seconds on BBC One at eleven forty-eight. Joe Bohr, frequent guest on the show, he was on with his son, wasn't he? On um... so basically, I'll be honest, it's a friend of mine who's a producer at BBC. Oh, he to ruin the magic load, now. He'd lined up a load of Man City fans to do a uh, a little bit of chat after the semi final, and that went wrong. So then he just got in touch with me. So yeah, actually, Gareth the Bear went down, and Gareth was on, was he? And uh, and Joe Bor, who incidentally I bumped into on Cup Final morning, we we're both at the gym in the swimming pool, and out of nowhere there was Josh. So actually, Joe and I were previewing, <laughs> were they talking about the final together in the swimming pool on Saturday morning in the beautiful sunshine, which was a lovely start to Cup Final Sounds day. Sounds erotic. <laughs> <laughs> a swimming pool where like I was the youngest person by about thirty years in in sort of right. yeah in a Finchley gym. It wasn't that exciting. Okay. Um, but that was me on BBC, but no one else spotted me. But I know that you have a, an eye and a, an ear for TV more than anyone. So thank I was,
2: you. I, I saw Joe with his son, which was adorable, because that was really cute. I didn't see. It was Gareth on
1: TV as well. was Gareth the Bear Parker. On? Gareth and, and his uh, daughter, Grace. Yes. Fantastic. Uh, no, uh, wow. What an array which, of footballistically Arsenal awesome people were on. We should thank everyone who has appeared this season with us. Yes. Um, so, yes. Thank you to, to everyone. And, uh, and thank you to everyone for, for listening and, and Boyd for your, uh, I think, I think you didn't miss one this year, Boyd, which I think is oh, the first really? time in our seven year. Yeah. My oh. records, which are kept uh, supremely uh, appropriately for you to say supreme. Thanks. You you did not miss a, an episode for the first time in the seven years we've done this. You you were ever present. You started every game. So congratulations. Oh, thank you. you. Oh, I'm
2: good. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, good. I feel I feel like I achieved something in my life. Someone wrote. <laughs> someone gave us a brilliant pie chart, didn't they? Of all the things we discuss every week, which, which Wenger, oh, Wenger, was like about sixty percent, quite accurately. <laughs> Maybe now, maybe finally, we'll lay him to rest and we won't discuss him. Of course, we will discuss him every week. Some way of form. Um, but the best guess is always Alex, though. Alex Brook is always the best guess. <laughs> without oh, any doubt thank you very much.
1: whatsoever. You would say Ever. that. Thank it you, is. Alex.
2: So when are we lot, gonna...
1: guys. Thank you. When are we? We'll be back before the... Well, the season starts on the, the 12th of September, so I feel we should... Uh, we'll be back in the, the week prior to, to that. Unless we're going to be back before the Charity Shield actually come to think of it. We'll have to, we'll have to work it out.
2: Okay. And we should thank Leon, our engineer. Is that what it's called? Engineer and you know Sound engineer, yeah. Sound man, guru, person who makes it all work, has to deal with our deal with whatever fucking time we decide to do this. Yeah, thank you very much to Leon and thanks to all for listening. And we'll be back. Cheers, bye.
0: Wasn't that a great podcast? Now if you've got ninety seconds spare in your day, come and listen to ours. It's called What has he said now and is available wherever you've got this podcast. You're going to lose a number of
2: people to the flu. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash.